Well, good morning, church. I love that song that Charles led right before uh, we had our scripture reading. Uh, it just inspires me. Uh, let the glory of your name be the passion of the church, and that needs to be our passion, doesn't it? You know, before he returned to heaven, Jesus told his disciples that they would be his witnesses, as we just read, in Jerusalem. He talked about in Judea and Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. Now, he was speaking to a small crowd of people, but it's clear that he wanted all of his followers to be his witnesses. For them, Jerusalem meant their hometown. That's where they lived. Um, Judea and Samaria meant the region where they lived. And to the ends of the earth, of course, meant to the ends of the earth. All of us can share the good news wherever we are. Your Jerusalem is Wichita or, or whatever community you live in. Um, you know, in Matthew 5.14, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and then put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Jesus expects you to be his witness wherever you are. But you know, it takes somebody very special to be a missionary. Missionaries usually live far away from family and friends. They often live in a culture that's, that's quite different from the one that they grew up in. Have you ever thought about what it might be like to become a missionary? Several of our members have been missionaries in the past or are currently serving as missionaries, or are planning to be missionaries. Elaine Denman grew up in Jordan with, with her, her family. They were missionaries there for quite a while, and she speaks fluent Arabic. Um, and when she and Daryl got married, they moved back to Jordan, and they did mission work there. Tristan and Leslie Block did mission work in Scotland for three years. Paul and Stacey Harrington were missionaries in Japan for two years. Uh, Several of you have had chances to go on short-term mission trips. Uh, I myself got to spend two months in Germany after I graduated from OC, and several of you got to do trips similar to that. Some of our own are doing mission work now. Alex and Aaron Flood, we'll talk about them in a little bit. They're in Minnesota serving as missionaries. Uh, Remy Kingsley and her family do mission work all the time in, in uh, the Philippines. They make, uh, they make trips here every year, and some of you have gone on those trips. Some of our number are planning to do mission work. We're going to hear in a little bit from uh, Adam Clothier. He's going to be going to Northern Ireland uh, later on. We asked some of our children if they would like to be a missionary when they grow up. And I'd like for you to listen to hear what they had to say about that. I don't know. No, why not? Because um, I want to, um, I have a secret. You have a secret? What is it? It's, we, me and Lila play ninjas. And I'm going to be a ninja when I grow up with Lila. Oh, um, I would like to be a missionary when I grow up because, you know, I'm a Christian. I like to tell people about God. I want other people to learn about 
God. I want to help them. Sort of, yeah. Sort of. How come? Um, well, it might be kind of fun traveling around the world, but seeing things I haven't seen before. Why would you want to be a missionary? Because I really want to. No, but I do want to be a jet pilot and a missionary too. Oh, a jet pilot missionary. I like it. You can you can shoot down people and and, and help people. Yes. How come? Because you help other people and tell them about Jesus. That's a hard act to follow, I tell you what. If you didn't, in case you didn't hear Titus, uh, what he was saying there as you were laughing was, you can shoot people down and you can help them. So, <laughs> what a great combination. I love that. Today is our 12th annual Mission Sunday. Twelve years ago, our elders decided to let you tell us how much mission work you want to do. Our regular uh, budget does not include money for missions. Uh, instead, on the last Sunday of each April, we, we focus one day on missions and, and we set aside time to do that. Uh, we remind you about the mission works we are doing uh, on that day. We, we hear reports from our missionaries. We tell you how much money we need to support them for a year. And then we ask you to go home and pray about it and decide how much uh, you will give over the next 12 months to fund Northside's mission work. Most of you got a brochure that looks something like this uh, as you entered the auditorium. If you didn't get one, you can get one as you uh, leave this morning. These brochures summarize the works that we're going to support this year, and they tell you what our giving goal is for the next 12 months. And as it is every year, uh, the month, most of the money that we're asking for has already been committed to our missionaries. So, we're basically stepping on in faith, praying that God will provide what we need. And you know, every, every year for the past dozen years, God has provided. You have given sacrificially, and we have either met our goal or come very close to it. Now, this morning, you're going to hear from the missionaries that we support. Uh, last year, they were all here in person. This year, they've recorded videos to update you on their work. We've supported these missionaries for a long time. Uh, so most of, most of you don't need to be convinced that they are doing good work. But some of you are new to Northside. We're excited to let you know about this important way that we're following our Lord's command to be his witnesses to the very ends of the earth. Now that you're a part of this body, this is something you have the privilege of helping with. The first missionary that we're, we're going to hear from today is Jonathan Hannigan. Jonathan is our missionary in Buenos Aires, Argentina. In 2013, he and a small team planted a church that met for several years in his apartment. They named the church the Iglesia de Cristo Redentor, which means the Redeemer Church of Christ. Here's Jonathan with his current teammates. <clears throat> Last year, the church had grown so large, as you can see, uh, that's the last time they met in his apartment, they had to find a new place to meet. Now they share a building with another church of Christ, and they are repairing the second floor with money that you donated. 
They asked us to provide $15,000, and you were so generous, you provided $17,000. So, so you know, that's just wonderful. When, when the repair work is done, the rooms on the upper floor are going to be used for classrooms and other activities, and the church will continue to meet downstairs for worship. And Jonathan wanted me to thank you for supporting their growing church in this way. So now let's watch a short video report from Jonathan. We are living in turbulent times. Nationalism is on the rise, accompanied by xenophobia, the fear of strangers. Many want to deny the globalized reality in which we live, seeing immigrants as bearers of bad news. Jesus, who first announced the good news of God's kingdom in Palestine over 2,000 years ago, very early in his life was a refugee, fleeing violence and political persecution. Many of our members are immigrants and refugees, people who have been forcibly displaced by violence and political persecution. Many of them have been robbed, cheated, discriminated against, and many continue to work in inhumane conditions. Behind their smiling faces is a lot of pain and frustration about their brief stay in this world. What does Jesus have to say to these meek pilgrims? What does Jesus have to offer these weary travelers? Does God promise more than the salvation of their souls? As a church, we journey together towards God and we seek out these answers along the way. Please pray for us so that in the hungry, the thirsty, the homeless, the shivering, the sick, and in those who are in prison, we might recognize the face of our Lord Jesus. The King in Matthew twenty-five forty-five states, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. To God be the glory. I want to thank you so much for your generous donations for our church. Come on inside and see the things that we've done so far. This is the office that Hyro and his crew recently remodeled. Uh, we have a brand new floor. The walls have been painted and restored. We have new lights. And it's now going to be a class on Sunday afternoons as well. So we have one more classroom space that we can use to teach God's Word. This is the upstairs of the church building, and Richard and Manuel and Tyro have worked really hard to get this set up. Starting this Sunday, we will also have an additional Bible class up here, um, a class we're calling Foundations of the Christian Faith. We'll begin talking about the meaning of discipleship, and we'll um, have this class especially for those who are recently baptized. So we're really thankful for all the advances up here. This will be the first time we've been able to use the upstairs since we moved into the building over a year ago. Thank you so much for your generous donations. May God bless you. Robin and Chrissy Vick are Northside's missionaries in Scotland right now. In, in 2010, they formed a team that planted a church in Falkirk. The congregation met for a while in homes, but soon they grew too large and uh, needed to, well, too large, I mean... They are glad that they grew that large, but they grew large enough that they had to start a, start meeting in a rented community hall. The Vicks teammates have completed their service commitments and returned to the States, but Robin and Chrissy are committed to this work long term. 
So they've transitioned from a team-based ministry to one focused on the involvement and the leadership of church members. One part of the ministry that has especially grown is their children's classes. They have three classes for young people now, uh, from the little ones on up to the teens. Um, and they, they normally average about 25 uh, kids in their classes. So let's watch the VIX report now. To our Northside Church family, we count ourselves blessed by your love and by your support for us. We initially moved to Falkirk, Scotland in late 2010 with a team from Sunset International Bible Institute with a goal of planting a new congregation in the city of Falkirk. It's a city in the heart of central Scotland, in the middle of the commuter belt between our two largest cities, Glasgow in the west and Edinburgh in the east. And as a result, it's one of the fastest growing areas in Scotland and a city that's been on our heart for a very long time. In 2013, the Falkirk Church of Christ began meeting in a community centre in Hall Glen, an area of Falkirk, and we've been blessed with growth since then. We're thankful for our church community, for our fellowship, for our times of inreach as we grow together in the Lord, and for our times of outreach as we share Christ with our neighbours around us. We usually have around 20 members on a Sunday morning with as many as 40 to 50 on a Sunday evening, and we have a very vibrant children's ministry programme on our Sunday nights. We'll often have as many as 25 kids and their families with us on a Sunday night, which is a huge encouragement and a blessing indeed. We also continue to grow in our areas of ministry, with Chrissy being involved in a very active women's ministry program, and myself focusing on our coffee shop Bible studies, which we host in both Falkirk and also in Scotland's largest city, Glasgow. I also recently started studying with Andy, who lives in Dunfermline, a neighbouring city across the river from Falkirk. He's been on fire for studying God's word. And he often has some of his friends come along to our studies also. He randomly found me on Facebook and reached out, and we've been studying weekly together ever since, which has been fantastic and a huge encouragement. Please continue to pray for us as we strive to share the gospel and the light of Christ with those around us in central Scotland. As for our family, we're doing well. Your prayers for my dad, Mitch, have been appreciated as he continues in his stroke recovery. Progress has been slow at times, but we are seeing gradual improvements over time. And we're encouraged by that progress and also by your messages and by your prayers. Millie and Murray are growing up quickly, with Millie now being in school and Murray just starting preschool. We certainly know how to keep us on our toes. Um, As a family, we remember our time shared with you in the past fondly. The kids talk about their church friends in America whom they miss. From our spiritual family at the Falkirk Church of Christ and our physical family, we send you our love, our greetings and our prayers. Brethren, we love you. And we miss you. And we're thankful for your love, your care and your support for us. We hope you have a blessed Mission Sunday. Take care. God bless. Bye. 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 Wave. Focuses. Bye. Robin told me they did about ten takes of that little video at the end and and Murray never would cooperate, so that was <laughs> the best one. And so, Robin and Chrissy, if you're watching, you know, we love you guys. World Christian Broadcasting is a unique mission work that we help support. This ministry sends out radio programs from shortwave stations in Alaska and Madagascar to the entire globe in many different languages. The programming includes music and news, so people will want to listen. And then they, they share information about Bible events and people. World Christian does uh, utilize the Internet, too. But did you know that uh, less than 20% of the world's population actually has access to the Internet?
On the other hand, at any given moment, about 3 billion people around the globe are tuned in to shortwave radio. So it's a very wonderful audience to reach in this way. Let's watch a video about this important ministry now. Piercing the darkness. For over 35 years, this has been the mission of World Christian Broadcasting. With one station in Alaska and one in Madagascar, WCB is spreading the gospel across the entire world using shortwave radio. Unknown to many Americans, shortwave radio is the most effective way to reach the masses in our world. There are over 3 billion shortwave radios in use today, and with broadcasting in six languages and counting, World Christian Broadcasting is able to reach almost anyone on earth who simply turns on their radio. Their eyes have been opened to the darkness much of the world is living in, and they have made it their purpose to bring God's word into the darkness to the ends of the earth, so that the light may reign over every heart. They have a message to share, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the world is listening, awaiting this message. They are determined to be a light in this world, and they are looking for partners in their mission. We must pierce the darkness. The world is listening. Every year, the Missions Committee budgets money to support Northside members or others who want to go on short-term mission trips. Sometimes those trips last a couple of weeks. Sometimes they last a year or two. Most of you know Adam Clothier. He graduated from high school and from the Northside Youth Group just last year. And rather than going straight into college or whoops, or beginning a career, Adam has chosen to spend two years working with the Adventures in Missions program, otherwise known as AIM. And we wanted to help support Adam financially, but he told us that he was actually blessed to have a family member who was fully funding uh, what he was going to be doing. So uh, uh, Adam just finished his AIM training and has been back home for a week on break. And since he's one of our own and he's planning to do some mission work, we thought it'd be nice to, to have him spend a couple of minutes and tell you about what he's been doing and, and where he'll be working. So, uh, Adam, we'll turn it over to you. I'd like to read a quick verse in Matthew. It is Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. A year ago, this passage didn't mean very much to me. It's about this time last year, I was sitting on the couch and I was reading a comic book. And my mom came in and she told me that, um, what was it? She said that she read an email that said that the Tandys would be having someone over in their house and he would be talking about something called AIM. Now, I had never heard of AIM before and truth be told, I didn't have any real interest in hearing about it. But I had nothing to do that evening and I heard there would be free food. And free food is a passion of mine, so I figured if nothing else, I could head over and get a free meal. So I head over there, I go to the Tandy's house, and sure enough, I get to talking to this guy who told me about the Adventures and Missions program. 
Now, I'd never heard of this program before. I'd never heard anything about it, really. But he got to talking to me, and he told me it's this program where you go down to Lubbock, Texas, where they have this school, and they train you for eight months, and then they ship you over to another country to be a missionary for 14 months. I've never had any interest in being a missionary. When I was a kid, if I was on that video, I'd probably be the one that talked about how he wanted to be a ninja or something. I certainly would have shown any interest in missionary work. But I got to talking to him, and I realized something. I could probably go to college for four years and come out of it pretty much just the same as I am now. I wouldn't have grown or matured in any way. And I got to thinking about that, and I decided that if I went and I did this for two years, I would come out of it a different person. I would come out of it better than I was when I started. And so, not even really knowing what I was getting myself into, I signed up for Adventures and Missions. So, I went down there and we did the eight months of training, during which time I took some classes. And I learned a lot in those classes, but I think the thing that I really learned is that I have a lot more to learn. We were also involved in a lot of different uh, service work projects. It's kind of like Wichita Work Camp, but instead of for a week, it's for eight months. We went to several different states. We went to Texas. We went to Oklahoma. We even went down to Mexico for a bit, and we were involved in a lot of service work. We were allowed to bless a lot of people through that. It was a real blessing. And I learned a lot from that. All of that training was in preparation for my time on the field. In six weeks, I'll be traveling to Coleraine, Northern Ireland, where I'll be working with a small congregation of about 20 people, half of which is actually a youth group. I'll be there for 14 months, and I'll be doing various service projects and outreach programs in an attempt to help grow the Church of Christ in Northern Ireland. I ask that you would pray for me, and I also ask that you would pray for uh, my two teammates. You can see them up there. That's Isaac on the left, and that's uh, Tyrus on the right. I ask that you would pray for them as well, and most of all, I pray that you would. I ask that you would pray for the Church of Christ in Coleraine, Northern Ireland, as we attempt to grow it there. <clears throat> A year ago, Matthew 28:18 through 20 didn't mean that much to me, but through AIM, I've been able to practice it. I've been able to go out and I've been able to help people and I've been able to preach, and it's been a real blessing to me. And so I just ask for your prayers, and I thank you for all the support that you've given me. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. One of Northside's examples of having a mission focus is our 25-year affiliation with ELEB, the Latin American Bible Institute in Toluca, Mexico, about an hour's drive west of Mexico City. Representing all of Northside, Becky and I were blessed to visit Toluca last summer to help them celebrate their 25th anniversary as a congregation, and we attended the 17th graduation ceremony for the Bible Institute. Over 600 people attended the anniversary celebration, representing seven congregations in the region. Being in Toluca for a week with three of the original missionaries gave Becky and I a clear insight into the DNA this mission effort has had since its inception. We were very impressed and humbled by what they have accomplished and the new opportunities that are developing there. Currently, Northside support goes directly to the Bible Institute. Since the Institute is housed in the Toluca Church building, there is a strong connection between the two, which helps minimize expenses. Let me take just a few minutes to share with you some of the highlights from the past year. 
Just a few months after Becky and I were in Toluca, the congregation was able to install the first eldership they've had in over 15 years. The full-time director of ELIB, Roberto Zapeta, and the head of our host family the week we spent there, Sergio Gonzalez, are two of the three elders that were installed. Sergio also teaches part-time at the Bible Institute. The Toluca congregation has about 300 members now. However, they have planted three new congregations in the surrounding area because of the converts moving out into those outlying areas. The Toluca Church continues to give partial support to these congregations. Remember, the Toluca metro area is about 1.6 million people. 177 students have graduated from the main Toluca Institute since the beginning in 1998. Remember, ELIB is an actual extension of Sunset International Bible Institute in Lubbock, Texas. So its original curriculum and standards are based on Sunset's stringent requirements. Graduating from ELIB is certainly equal to attaining a college degree. 88% of the graduates, about 155 of them, are actively serving in the ministry in the Lord's Church in at least 50 different congregations across Mexico and Venezuela. 29 new congregations have been established in Mexico and even some outside of Mexico by the ELIB's graduates. ELIB has established 20 extension schools of their own across Mexico, Venezuela, and into Cuba. One of the newest bright spots for ELIB is the work in Anahuac, Mexico, just south of Mexico City. Currently 40 students, 10 are brothers in the congregation there, 12 are prison inmates, and 18 are young people from an orphanage. The prison wardens love the work that ELIB is doing because they have said the men involved with the classes are learning to choose to be better people. Another bright spot transplanted from ELIB goes all the way to Barinas, Venezuela. The first ELIB graduate from outside of Mexico, David Sosa, had been preaching and blessed by God to grow a congregation with attendance running as high as 900 to 1,000. The picture you see is pulled from a video of 18 people being baptized at one time in a river. Have you ever wondered what the 3,000 baptisms were like on Pentecost? The unstable government and poor economic conditions in Venezuela have made it incredibly difficult for Christians and those interested in studying God's word. Two years ago, a wealthy man was able to assist the church in buying an old movie theater for the congregation to have a place together for worship, which has been a blessing. Let me take a minute to tell you about Frederico that we met in Toluca. When I first met him, he said, I don't have a dream. I'm living a dream. I asked him how he came to find the church, and Frederico said, someone gave my wife a pamphlet. When he graduated from Eleb in 2010, he decided to start a church in the village of Mantepec. That's about 45 minutes from Toluca, where his wife's family lives. From the first woman baptized eight years ago, they now have attendance of 50 to 60 in the home that they meet in. Four years ago, they bought some land and they've started to work on a building. It'll still be another year or two because of the pace that, that goes in raising funding down there. Frederico also commutes to teach first-year courses at ELIB. This is just one more of the number of the stories that ELIB continues to duplicate and repeat over and over each year. Earlier, I mentioned the DNA in the work that Toluca has enjoyed from the very beginning. More proof of that DNA permeating the work there is Daniela Gonzalez, whose father and mother were converted from Catholicism because of her father's desire 16 years ago to have more in-depth Bible studies. Sergio, who's now one of the elders there, finally found those in-depth studies at the Bible Institute. Daniela is 17 years old and has had the dream of attending the AIM program for the past several years. 
She will introduce herself to you now. Welcome to my Kate. I'm Claudia. I'm 17 years old, and I'm in the last year of high school finals. <laughs> uh, my mom is Claudia, too. Is the graphic designer, and my dad is the elder from the Church of Christ. I baptized two years ago, and my sister is Lisa, is in the fourth grade. That's my presentation, and I'm going to talk about my dream. My dream is going to aim. I don't know why aim, but it's something calling me in my heart. Something that moves me to that place I think is God. And by faith, I'm doing this. It's like the doctors love to help people with the medicine, but I want to help people with what God has for us. And I want to be an instrument to help God to save lives. And I have a special verse for me for this dream. It's Psalms 9-1. If you can read it, that will be special for me. And thanks for watching this video, and God bless you. Bye. For those of you that remember Jarrett Cepeda that came and spoke to us a year ago on behalf of his father, Roberto, the best way I can describe Daniela is she's the female version of a Jarrett. <laughs> the missions committee has determined to help Daniela from our short-term missions fund for each of her two years at AIM, and she is continuing to... Uh, raise the additional money that she'll need monthly to support her through that program. As we finish our report this morning, I want you to think about the new challenge we want to lay before you as Northside. Whether you're new at Northside or you've been here all of your life, the Missions Committee wants to see how far God will take Northside outside of these walls. As shown in the green box on the back of your handout, an additional amount of $19,000 is included in our stretch goal of 186000 we want to challenge all of us to give beyond previous amounts or even to give something for the first time so we can sponsor scholarships for two new students at the Bible Institute. We've only shared a small amount of information with you this morning, with a little bit more to come, about all of our mission points around the world. If you have any additional questions as we conclude this morning, just remember you can ask any of the mission committee questions or our elders, and we'll be happy to answer them. Our, our, our prayer as the mission committee is that each of you will prayerfully consider the blessings that we have had and respond to this challenge. May all of our mission efforts around the world be blessed by God, proving to us again the verse in Isaiah 55:11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Alex and Aaron Flood are Northside's missionaries in Minnesota, as you know. Alex grew up right here at Northside and met Aaron here. In 2013, he graduated from the Sunset International Bible Institute. And then on the first day of uh, 2014, Alex and Aaron moved up to St. Paul. They're wondering why did they do that on January 1st. That was a crazy time of year to move. It's like the frigid north up there. But anyway... They moved up there. They planted a church that meets in their living room. And theirs is the only church of Christ in St. Paul. Let's watch his video now. Hello, church. I'm Alex Flood, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the members of our congregation here at the Lake Phelan Church of Christ in St. Paul, Minnesota. My name is Zane. Larry. Chris James. 
Tina James. I'm Amy, and this is my granddaughter, Crimson. Lori Wyland. I'm Michael. I'm Bethany. I'm Ma- I'm Willard. Caden Willard. Caden <laughs> Willard. <laughs> Three and a half years, but we've known Alex and Aaron for about four going on five years now. About a year and a half. Uh, two and a half years, roughly, I think. About a year and a half. Uh, a couple of months. Six months. I've been coming to Lake Phelan for about three years. So far getting to know everyone there and just uh, finding where they are on their face journey. The organicness of our time together. It feels like a big family. The people, definitely the people. Being together as a family. I like the fellowship meal. The food as well. <laughs> Eating together. Lunch. Aaron preparing birthday cakes for different people's birthdays. That I get to bring my granddaughter every other week. Same. Just our times getting in the word. Uh, singing the lessons are really, really good too. I've really been enjoying the things that Alex has been sharing in the sermons. Actually, I really like the teaching part of the sermons. It often turns into like a discussion too that's guided by Alex mm-hmm. and that has turned into some really powerful um, dialogue the word your son actually by accident took the top off of a fake banana during the Fruits of the Spirit song <laughs> the bonfire I love ladies brunch on Thursdays we recently had a women's retreat uh, good dinner and, and lesson Christmas. Getting to know everyone at church. I never had a community like this before. We were uh, talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Shep and Caden started fighting over a toy. I said, hey boys, what are the fruits of the Spirit? Shep said, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, but not sharing. So just to spend time in prayer together. Birthday cakes for people's birthdays. Family camp. Being with all of my kids this summer. Just hanging out here. Yeah, we're gonna have a baby, another one. Yeah. All my family coming to Lake Phelan eventually. Uh, getting through the book of Deuteronomy, not so much we're done with it, just because uh, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to it growing. Bye. 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 <laughs> bye. 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 Zane mentioned that she's looking forward to family camp. She's actually been at least one year. Alex and Aaron love going to family camp. If you haven't signed up for family camp, uh, don't forget, you can do that today. You know, for years, our children's classes have encouraged students to bring money to give to our missionaries. Johnston Hannigan received their money for several years and did several good projects with their donations. Uh, then we switched to Scotland for a few years, and the Vicks funded some great community projects with the children's money. Here's a picture of the Vicks talking to our 5 and K class. And notice how Millie is checking out that jar that holds the money the kids had brought for their work. Last year, uh, Robin or Chrissy one, uh, told me that uh, they used the children's donations to help pay for the Pied Piper's drama troupe 
They're from Harding University, and to perform at schools in Falkirk as an outreach to the community. This past year, the children have been giving their money to help Alex and Aaron Flood do something good in the work uh, that they do with the people in Minnesota. And the kids call their project now MNM, which stands for Missions in Minnesota. At this time, a couple of children from each of the safari classes are going to come up to the front. We might want to bring up the house lights so so you can see all of them. Uh, They're going to bring their donations from the classes down to the front, and Paul Harrington who is uh, the the Northside Missions Committee's main liaison with the floods, is going to receive their money. And, of course, as we always do, we're going to have to take a few pictures of the children. This is always a big event for them, and it's quite an honor to get to represent their classes in this way. Well, I'm happy to tell you that over the past year, our children gave a total of $375 to M&M Missions in Minnesota. So we're going to pause for a minute and let them take... You guys get real close together. That's way too far apart. Like, make two or three rows. All right. Good job, children. I think this would be a great time to watch some of our kids' answers to another question about missionaries. In this video, we ask them, why do you give your money to the floods and why don't you keep it for yourself? And I just messed it up. Let's try that again. Oh, um, I bring money because, you know, it's being kind to others. And um, why I want to bring it there instead of spending it on myself because I, I want more people to have Bibles, because when you have a Bible, that's God's Word. So, that's why, and I want other people to have Bibles, so I want other people to learn about God. Um, because they need money to buy Bibles for other people. Um, because they give most of their money to the church family, to their church family and stuff. In the Bible it says that um, giving is better than receiving. So they can buy Bibles for people? Because it's more better, it's a lot better if you spread the word more than caring and thinking about yourself. So they could buy Bibles? Mm. So why don't we just keep it and use it to buy something nice for ourselves? Because there's hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of people who do not know about God. Um, because that's kind of rude and that's not what the Bible tells us to do. I love it. From the mouths of babes. All right. Our giving goal for the next 12 months is $186,205. And at some point, that's going... There we go. This is what we need to be able to keep the commitments that we've made to our missionaries that we support and 
to fund scholarships for two full two full time students at Elib, as as Craig explained. And as he talked about, we're challenging you to provide close to twenty thousand dollars more this year to fund these scholarships. Since that's a stretch goal, we we won't send any money to Elib for them until all of our other mission works have been fully funded for the year. Now, inside the missions brochure, you'll find a purpose card that's on blue paper that looks something like this. Please fill it out and drop it in the collection plate next Sunday morning. You can give the entire amount of your offering all at once if you want to, uh, something like this. Or you can spread it out by giving some every week or by making monthly gifts like this. If you give by check and you want all of your mission offerings to go uh, in at one time, we encourage you just to write one separate check for missions, as in this example, and write missions on the memo line. If you prefer to spread out your missions offering, uh, write just one check each time you contribute. And tell us on the memo line how much of that total should go to missions, how much to know your Bible, and then the rest would be for the regular offering. So next Sunday, we'll pass the collection plate just one time, and please put your checks and your purpose cards into the offering plate. Now, if you already know how much you plan to give to missions next year, or this year, I mean, you can also fill out your purpose card today and drop it in one of the green boxes or baskets that you'll find by the auditorium doors as you leave. Now, if you prefer to give online instead of with check, and you want to use the Church Life app on your smartphone, just press the menu key that's in the upper left corner of the People menu there, and then select Give from the menu. And then on the next screen, you can type in the amount you want to give, I don't know if you that's that's Toby's. Yeah, that's from last year. I think Toby's going to give all of that. Yeah. If you do want to do that much, go right ahead. I think we can find a lot of other missionaries to support. Anyway, on the next screen, type in the amount you want to give. Select the missions fund uh, to give to um, and then indicate whether you want it to be a one time gift or an ongoing gift uh, on a regular basis. You can also use uh, the Northside website to set up online giving. You go to the Members menu, and then uh, on the next screen you select, uh, well, let's see, go back. You select give Online Giving, and then on this screen you can type in the amount you want to give and specify the missions fund and the other information you need to do there. All right, many of you have had a chance to get to know our missionaries over the years when they visited Northside on furlough. I'm sure you've enjoyed talking with them about their work. Uh, the Vicks were actually here for three months before they went over to Scotland to get to know us well and, and uh, for them to get, uh, us to get to know them. So while we were asking our children questions, we want to leave you with this one video. We asked them, if you could talk to a missionary... What would you like to say to them? And here's what they said. Um, like, great job. Um, hi. Um, I love you. I think that I'd say 
job. Thank you for um, do, going out into the world and doing what God wants you to. Um, you do good at your job. Uh, we love the job you're doing and continue to spread God's word. Thank you for telling everybody about Jesus. I love it. What, what a neat thing. We probably need to do that next year, too. Appreciate Ben and, and Paul for uh, putting those videos together. And several parents did some of the videoing in their homes, too. Our time today has been focused on how we are carrying out Jesus' command to be witnesses to the very ends of the earth. We haven't spent any time talking about you and your relationship with God, but we don't want to leave this morning without giving you the opportunity to become a Christian if you're ready to take that step. Or if, there's, uh, you, if you have a need for prayers of the church, if there's any way that, you can, that we can help you this morning, we invite you to come forward as we stand and sing.